welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I recently joined an online coaching group wherein we were all invited to introduce ourselves. Now, one intro caught my eye. It read, and I quote, I plan to create my first course directed towards seniors, 65 and over, on learning to understand and use their smartphones safely and efficiently, understanding and appreciating the settings and apps, and from there, we can get into the creative uses and have fun, end quote. And then this woman went on to admit she was somewhat older than the boomer age bracket. I did a bit of research, and this woman, my guest today, blew me away. Sheila Finkelstein, welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your invitation, Agnes, and the fact that you picked up immediately on what I said. (laughs) And I will share my age because I don't look at or sound it and people don't believe it. I am currently on 2021 in June. I am 81 years old or years young, somebody said. So so in June, that means we're wishing you happy birthday? No, I, no, no, I'm, I'll be 82 in December. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I never share ages just because some people are, uh, you know, a little bit more sensitive than others about that. But uh, yeah, you should be proud of it. Now, in our emails leading up to today's conversation, I called iPhones, iPads, I, Android, Android phones and tablets, gadgets, whereas you would always use the term devices. Now, I have no idea why I came to call these items gadgets, so we're going to go with your term, devices. How, why, when, (laughs) did you get so passionate about smartphones, tablets, computers, a.k.a. electronic devices? Well, first I have to say, usually I don't cringe or anything, but I saw gadgets and cringed, and, and I know I have to be accepting. Does she really and do other people call these gadgets? To me, gadgets are kind of one-time things, and then you looked it up and sort of toys or something. To me, these devices are critical to communication. I've been... Uh, Throughout my teaching careers, years back, and maybe even before that, I've really been about connect, communicate, create. And this is what the devices do. Now, how did I become, when did I become passionate? Probably it was only in more recent or relatively recent. My kids, I had a computer, of course. 
Well, even that, I was reluctant on a computer. A friend of mine was teaching disabled students. And finally, this has convinced me to get an Apple computer. And then I started using it. My kids also had wanted me to get on email. By the time I got around, I was afraid of it. I was afraid I was going to break the computer or anything I did. By the time I got on email, my kids were into something else and weren't even using it. Now, when I say my kids, they were probably in their... 30s at that point and now over the years at times they've come to me for well how do I use Twitter or something about YouTube or different things like that because I've just gotten passionate I've always been curious and I love making discoveries and I love sharing them in terms of now getting beyond the computer in terms of devices I had interviewed, and I had been teaching and doing when we had the old days teleconferences were with the phone, and I was really surprised. DeWitt Jones, a world-renowned National Geographic photographer, found me on Twitter and wrote, asked me for help on how to use Twitter or something. I answered him and didn't realize who he was, and then when I looked up and found out who he was, (laughs) I got brave. I forgot this. People were talking about brave stories. And I ultimately asked him if I could interview him. I was doing an upcoming course and I interviewed him on creativity. It's a great interview. And so that was a big bold thing I had gotten past. And he was talking about his iPhone. Now he uses cameras and all kinds of things for National Geographic, but all he was doing with his iPhone So finally, I got my iPhone for the camera. I was never going to use it for a phone. Well, I mean, I had a phone, but I don't use it that much as a phone. And people said, oh, you're going to be talking on the phone. No, no, no. And immediately, I was walking on the beach, talking on my phone, and as I was taking pictures. (laughs) And it went from there. And then I learned just all the different connecting. I imagine you're listeners know about apps but i um our applications if somebody does not know that and so i started playing with apps and different things like that and it went beyond uh, so that's how i started and then recently i did a fun story which you can have um we can make available to your and i i don't know if you read it i sent it to you my best friend's Twins. Yeah. I had an iPhone and I got my iPad when I went into, I went to Costa Rica alone for major dental work. And I got an iPad so that it'd be easier, the larger screen and everything to be communicating with friends and family while I was gone. So that's why she became one of my best <laughs> friends. And she's, although she's bigger, she's the younger one because she came later. And I want anybody listening, as we're talking about the devices, about I've all been I devices, Mac computer, and I really can't help anybody on the Windows computers, but I've had to help people on the Mac computer. And what I found is that the Android phones, anything I'm passionate about or can use, almost everything can or similar have similar apps for the Android phone. 
So I suggest the listeners, anything I'm listening to, don't turn it off. Don't turn me off or what I'm sharing because of that. And in my desire to always help people, if I'm teaching, like I plan to do this course, making friends with your smartphone. If questions come up or if there's something different, I always have friends who have Androids that I double check. So, I mean, I can go into why. <laughs> no, that's great. And and I, I agree with you with the app because I have an iPhone, but my tablet is not an iPad. So there's so much that is either interchangeable or you can find something compatible. So that's great. So which devices do you coach on? I don't know whether to say, do you coach on or do you prefer to coach on? Well, when you say coach on, what do you mean? Well, you know, for example, you're creating courses, you have people phoning you up. So I take it, I, iPhones and iPads, you, you can teach people how to use them well and have fun with them. How about the Android? No, either or, because what basically it's not so much the apps themselves, it's what they can make available for you or the person for anyone. So what I found and what I'm now doing, as we know in this course, investigating what people's challenges are. Uh, I mean, I found a lot of it just is simply fear, which isn't so simple, but... And I'm about having people believe in themselves and just step-by-step step simply conquering. And usually it's when people understand, I can understand where the fear is coming from. Lots of people have their grandkids help them and grandkids get impatient, but there's that in between where they don't understand what it is that their grandparent is missing or their parent. And so I help with that. So your question was, So I'm using about, so for me, again, I said, connect, communicate, create, and I'm about, that's the bottom line of anything I do. So I've done relationship coaching. I do relationship coaching. I've done technology coaching. I do YouTube. I do all kinds of things. (laughs) And it's to help people in communicate and connect. And there are a lot of people that are alone. There are a lot, I actually want you to tell me, because you said, you know, a lot of boomers that are not savvy and what their concerns are so basically to make a long story shorter (laughs) uh, I feel it's basic that people don't understand their settings very often it's a simple setting that will make a difference somebody was telling me the other day how he hates his iPhone and it wasn't on this Android he's getting these noises all the time when he's on the phone and everything and I suspect we are going to be talking that he just doesn't have notifications turned off probably so it's like simple things like that so when we get through all the like what people will realize is simple once they know that what's there and possible then it's how to for me how to be creatively using your device with your phone your iPad and the I bottom one of my bottom line passions is using the voice memo on the iPhone or recorder on your Android to capture stories instantly. You hear somebody telling you something, they're praising you. Flip on the recorder, ask mine if they can um, permission to record. 
And then also it's just capturing those stories in two, three minute clips. You can ultimately have them. I say that today's stories are tomorrow's memories. And one of the things I don't, my cousins talk, we really don't have memories, know a lot about our parents. Right. Now it's just something so simple. You hear something or your mother is, or someone is just recording. I mean, my, I lost my husband in 2007. And there's so many times I could have just asked him something or recorded. As a matter of fact, well, let me finish one at a time. So it's like that. And I have a YouTube channel with family videos that actually shows different ways that I've recorded spontaneously or in video itself. And mostly it's my grandchildren's stories with their permission. Their parents who are, I think, a little bit older than boomers. I don't know what the difference are. We're not interested. They're too busy. And yet I feel there are many people there that can realize. And it's so simple. You don't have to do anything with it. But just to pull out the phone, hit record. And depending, you can even tell your phone to record. So it's a little easy things like that. That now I say, hey, Siri, remind me to call Agnes. Hey, Siri, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Siri's having a nap because you're on podcast. Wait. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Siri, remind me, uh, set me a reminder to call Agnes. Two reminders. Okay. And then I look and it says, call Agnes. I write a note. I'm in the car and I'm listening to a radio show and there's something I want to remember and get back to that. And so at a red light, I mean, I won't pull up my phone. It's at a red light. I will say, Hey Siri, remind me to call WLRN at looking at this podcast. And most should usually do it, but I wasn't trying. The funny thing is, is when I do Hey Siri, and my iPad is close by, and they're both on. They're both responding. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put a little, a little rider in there. If you're listening from British Columbia, don't do that while you're driving, even at a red light, because you will get fined. <laughs> well, if but, the phone's in your lap, if the phone's in your lap, you're not even holding it. Will you get fined? If, if you can see your phone, like if it's sitting on the seat beside you, uh, yeah, you'll get fined. So we basically hide it away. So So you can't use your phone then for map map directions? Um, I don't know just what they do about that. Oftentimes that's mounted on the dash for that. Okay. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'll be careful how far I go with this comment. It's just that I know that we tend to tuck our phones out of sight when we're driving around here. So now... Just the fact that you started with Communicate explains a lot about how you go about this. And, and you'd mentioned that, you know, my, my peers, I, I find that what I hear amongst my peers that aren't as tech savvy is that it's, they're, they're just too old. It's not even a fear. It's just they, they write it off that it's, they're just too old and it's too complicated and it's something that's passed them by and they, they're sort of fine with that, but they're sort of not. So how do you, I know you d- didn't want me to use the word convince, but how do you make them believe in themselves that they can become adept, even literate on their devices? Well, 
first of all, they have to have some kind of desire. So they have to be willing. So let's say you said, call Sheila. I mean, somebody, uh, we got on the phone, we've never completed that. She said her, she has a friend that needed to learn her how to use her phone because she's asking everybody to uh, Google for her. Okay. And she doesn't want to be a burden. So the first thing I asked, though, and that's the first question, do you want to be able to use your phone? Do you want to be able to do these things? Because I've had, there are people that are resistant. No, I just want the old fashioned way, the phone, and that's it, use it for a phone and nothing else. Okay, I might ask a couple of questions. Are your kids asking you for texting to make their life easier? Or there's occasionally you think, gee, I'd want to know more. Nope, I'm fine. Well, that's it. I'm not going to convince or enroll anybody. But I will ask some questions. And if their intention is bigger than what they want or think about themselves, when we stand in our intention, with help, we can get past some of our fears and look at accomplishing it. And I make it easy. So uh, that answer it sort of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think with probably most age groups, as soon as you understand that it's not the giant or the, the, the big, huge challenge that you thought it was going to be, like you've built that up in your head more than in reality. So it's not the device that's become difficult. It's that you've not understood that it is learnable. Yeah. And the thing is, again, as I said, it's look at your intention. What do you want to be able to do? Not in terms of your phone, but in life. What is, are you curious? Do you want to learn more? Do you want to make life easier for your kids? Now, I work with a 94-year-old, I realize we're talking about boomers, but this is an example. I work with a 94-year-old woman for a year. She had two master's degrees. She taught college journalism. And she was committed to connecting with her family and friends. Now, I'd come in some days, she was in assisted living. I'd come in some days and she'd say, why is it that I can't remember I have two master's degrees, you know, and she wasn't a dementia, you know, small thing, you know, becomes complicated. And we just persisted because that's what she wanted. And she was emailing and she was texting and her, for her, her phone was easier to use. Just look at your intention. What do you want with your life? Yeah. And I think too, the fact that you are dealing with people that are older than boomers should certainly be an incentive or uh, reassurance to boomers that they too can fig- figure this out with help. Mm-hmm. And then, as I said, my young, my kids and grandkids have come to me for help. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> okay. So in this age of COVID, many of us have had to become familiar with Zoom, but your background with Zoom goes back seven, eight years? What prompted that? 2013. Um, shortly after, just a few months after Zoom became what it, you know, started. Originally, they went from another big company. Shortly after it came into existence, I was on Facebook 
and I read that a friend of mine was sitting in a park on her iPad with a client using Zoom as she was watching her son play. Well, I immediately went and I said, I didn't even wait for her to finish to find out what Zoom was. And I ultimately found it and signed up and I wrote a blog post it immediately because what got me then was the ability to connect with people in a new way. And that Christmas, our family doesn't celebrate Christmas, but uh, for years we had been gathering at someone's house, annual party, family get together. Well, now more and more of us were all over the country. This was in New Jersey, Philadelphia area. And I was in Florida. We couldn't be there. So we set up, I set up a Zoom meeting and we've now been meeting. Well, this year it wasn't even in anybody's home, but for an hour on Zoom all over the country, including a cousin in India. Oh, wow. So again, it's connecting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And as I say, so many people now in the last year and some have had to get on Zoom with varying degrees of success, I find, because even on when I'm on a group Zoom call, there'll be people asking really the most basic of questions. So they may know how to click the link, but they still don't know much about the actual platform. Well, which is why when I discovered a need, I did a, well, first of all, I would, with my clients where possible, I, the first thing I'll do, well, first of all, my clients have to have, I'm sure the boomers do, but have to have email. And then I preferences to work on Zoom so I can actually mirror my phone or go on the web and actually show them the settings. Right. I had a funny story with that, but somebody that just needed to know how to do, get mail on his phone, and his face was upside down, and I was going to search everything. We couldn't figure it out, and fortunately, he figured out what it was at the and before we ended, or I would have gone crazy looking. He had his camera mounted to his computer at the bottom <laughs> of the computer rather than the top. <laughs> So you would never have figured that one out. <laughs> no. So, anyway, so we'll work on Zoom. And I started, again, I made a long story. I do have a guide for how to host Zoom meetings. And I also have a participant's guide that's actually showing the controls and how they vary. What happens is a lot of people are using their computer to run the meetings, but they don't realize that the phone including Android, are at the bottom and the tablets at the top, the controls. And the different controls are different for anybody listening that might not know. The more on the tablet or phone, there's a more, three dots. And when you tap on the more, that will give you chat and the other information that people on the computer are talking about and they have no idea how to get there. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask you about social media next, but when you talk about your guides, are they accessible or do we buy them or? Uh, well, for right now, because I love to share for right now, they are free and I will give you the, well, the participant guide. I don't have a, an opt-in page for that, but I can do something, anybody. So I can give you a link. We can put links where they can get that. Great. Thank you. Yeah, all these will be in the show notes. So social media, which platforms do you train on for social media? I mean, you literally blew me away when I started looking at your website. Well, I'm not that strong 
in social media. I mean, as I said, be with Jones years ago, asked me to train him on Twitter. I know even about the computer, if somebody asks, I know almost a little bit about everything. Or if I can't, don't have the answer or can't find it, I can tell you where to go and help people share in that way. So Facebook I use, uh, and I know people are concerned a lot about their privacy. And I can tell them how they can be more private. And I have my, my daughter-in-law's mother will not, she got on Facebook when our granddaughter was in Germany studying acting for six months so that she could be connected. But she won't even have internet in her house now. She had no idea she's concerned with safety and Facebook and anything else. And I didn't even tell her. I was just interviewing her. I said, look, I'm not trying to convince you to use your phone, but tell me what. She went into all kinds of things and not privacy. And I didn't even tell her. Anybody can look. I said, Darlene, I know where you live. I know how much your house is worth. I could go someplace else and find out if you have a police record. So all that information is out there, whether you like it or not. So it's how to protect yourself on the phones that they're not hacking in, et cetera. So anyway, the question was, I'm sorry, Agnes. <laughs> Just social platforms. I, yes. you're, no, you're no, 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 I know that. I mean, I'm sorry for making long stories for everything. Oh, okay. no, no, that's great. I love story. And I love it when all my guests get into story. I think that just <laughs> captures so much. Well, sometimes people don't have an hour to listen to a podcast. So anyway, the so I know that for now, particularly with the boomers who may be looking to promote their business, et cetera, I'm aware that people have gone from Facebook they found Instagram much more helpful. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Pinterest. So I know about these and why people use them. If it comes up in a conversation, I can give them some information. We can work on it together or I can find out more. Or again, I said I can direct them. But I know a little bit about everything and why people are using it and how to be using it. But, and I'm not specifically training on social media. Oh, okay. I think I just saw, saw something on the website. Yeah, I looked at your YouTube channel, and you really do cover a lot of different topics related to technology. So two questions. Are your friends in awe of you, and is your family hugely impressed with or proud of you? Well, I, and first of all, I do, I do have two YouTube channels, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Technology and the other one is just inspirational, Sheila, photography and motions and all kinds of things go there, including my family videos. So I think they take it for granted. So I, they, I've been doing this for so many years. I don't think they think about it one way or another. <laughs> And my friends just know what they can call me for. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so I mentioned we met online. It's a course creation group. Does that mean you're creating courses that people could sign up for to learn how to master a device? Or, uh, and I did in my notes put a social media platform, but it sounds like you're more looking at some of the devices. Is that correct? Right. So my first course is, and we know, we'll see what happens. The first course is really to be 
interviewing, having co coffee chats or conversations with people. So I really appreciate if you know, or if anybody's listening now, or even before that, if you know some people you've heard talking about their phones, it's just an opportunity to check and see what people are looking at and need and want. So it's not sales conversations, 15, as you know, 15, 20 minute conversations to find out the language or what people are needed. So right now I'm seeing, as I said earlier, doing my first pilot course in this program that we're in on making friends. And that could change making friends with your smartphone, which could mean, as I said earlier, could be both the iPhone or the Android tablets will come into it perhaps as we're going, because it's pretty much the same thing. And then going from there now, I'd like to get sort of, if they're totally understanding the use of the phone, adjusting, addressing any kind of challenges that they have, and then moving on to whether it be in the first program or in future programs going from there and moving on to being able to use it creatively. So as I said, taking those voice memos, turning them into YouTube, setting up a YouTube channel may all sound overwhelming and it's really simple. And even for those boomers or who are in classes, I can go into Zoom, really showing how they can set up tutorials, use screen shares, and how they can be using it in their businesses in that way and beyond just what you and I are doing. And my Zoom playlist on YouTube slash technology for seniors has um, YouTube playlist. My YouTube inspirational Sheila has family videos on it and things so you can you see how you can be using things to inspire you're taking photos they can be straight videos or i've made i've just used photos and on the phone you can create slideshows and add music and it all may seem so complex and it's really simple so those are the things i'm passionate about and would hope to good and i will clarify just because you and i are both in this same uh, course that uh, we do start by collecting information. So, you know, when Sheila or my guest last week says, just talk to me about, you know, what are your problems? What are your needs? What do you want? It, it is just a conversation. That said, after we or Sheila has collected that data, we create a, what's called a pilot course. And to be part of the pilot course is kind of a lot of fun because you are helping the course creator design what will address all the needs of you and your peers. So just add that in to encourage people. And once again, as, as I've said a couple of times, we will be putting all the links into the show notes. Right. And if anybody was wanting to do, I um, mean, I actually have a calendar appointment. If anybody wants to book a time uh, in this, information gathering call if somebody said well how do i do take the course i'll call you back another time can absolutely do not sell anything on this information gathering course good okay now we chatted for a few minutes before we went on podcast and that caused me to add in another note what else don't we know about you <laughs> like you've dropped a few things like because you do art is that correct i do art I'm passionate about, well, I've had many different stages of art. You'll see behind me are photo drawings. 
where I actually, and this was actually in the days before digital, when I got print, fortunately, it was very cheap. The store was doing two for one prints, little three by five prints. And so much of my life is like accidental. I have a couple of blog posts from the accidental art, accidental business. And I got a, I got a printer and I printed it and then I scanned it, printed it, and then enlarged it and started drawing on it. When I taught art for five years, I had my master's in creative arts education. The kids called me Mrs. Texture. I found that out much after I taught, but I like actually holding a pen and drawing. So this was more recent. Okay, I'm looking at, did, did it start out as a photograph? This was a photograph of tulips that I then printed out, enlarged, printed out, and drew on with a waterproof marker, fine line marker. That's beautiful. I wish, you know, it's funny because the listeners know by now, I think that I, I do meet people on Zoom, which means I get to see the pictures on your wall and uh, the, the, the beautiful picture you just showed me that you created from a photograph and they just have to imagine it. So imagine. Well, people can go to naturesplayground.com. One shouldn't give a lot of links. Naturesplayground.com. <laughs> my first website at Fine Art America. I have galleries where you can see photo drawings, truck art, my fantasy landscapes, my fantasy landscapes. If you go to Nature's Treasures Interpreted.com or what I got my master's in, where I actually use shells and natural objects to create scenes. And I used to teach art. I think it's from what I did with the kids that developed in that, that I would bring in things for them to draw from. I was very much anti-coloring book. It was just, I mean, I had kids drawing from themselves in kindergarten and first grade, posing and drawing and that kind of thing and believing in themselves. So. There's links in that case <laughs> all of my art. Now I've used it in coaching. And, and one of my two books, Kindle books now, is Writing for Self-Discovery. I think that's what it's called. But I encourage people when they're speaking something and you hear your brain keeps saying me over the same thing over and over, is to do free flow writing. Set a timer for five minutes and just write nothing you're doing with it and just set a timer and then that have tips and communication also. But the, um, my big go-to is what I call eye catchers. So if you're ever looking to get out of a funk, you're sitting there, just take your phone, even look around you, just try it now, look at around you. The first thing that catches your eye, take a picture. This is not a picture for a picture, a pretty picture. So I'm looking at, a pen and or I'm looking at my phone next to the microphone. That's what I saw. I take a picture. Five of those pictures and you're in a different space. It's just the shift. Wow. So it's using creative methods when I'm coaching there. And that's another reason why this is my best friend. Now, even before the phone, it's a lot easier. I do a nature walk and I'm not usually a complainer. But I was talking to my cousin as I was walking, whining and whining and complaining about something. And we got up. I didn't feel any better. 
I'm sure you've experienced that. <laughs> you know any better. And this was before my phone, which makes it that much easier. I said to myself, Sheila, you've got the camera in the bag on your shoulder. Pull it out and do what you tell people to do. So I took the camera. I took five pictures, got involved in what I was taking. Again, not for beauty. I just saw something on a rock. I don't know what it was. And five pictures and I was in a different place. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just back up a wee bit when you said you shouldn't be putting in too many links. But I personally, um, I listen to talk radio all the time. And I have my tablet nearby and I have been known to open up five, six, seven, eight tabs at a time just because it's like, that sounds interesting. Put it in so I don't forget it. You know, you would probably talk into your phone. And and so I'm happy to put links in. And, okay. you know, I, my next question, because I guess we're getting close to time, is where can listeners find you? But I think this has just been so interesting that I'm just going to tell people to go to the show notes and pick and choose what they want to follow up on because your story is amazing. Well, thank you. I want to ask you one thing in a minute about what you find most amazing, but I want to point out one thing since we're talking. And I imagine some of your boomers are in business. So the point about is never having more than one link or whatever is in call to action. And you want to keep people focused, not on this, but that's why I had said that. So for someone in business, if you're looking to promote something, stick to that one link. And so that's that tip. What if somebody were listening to this right now and didn't even want to go to the show notes, uh, treasureyourlifenow.com is uh, pretty much an umbrella that links to most of my sites, blogs, I have writing for healing, which is, there's a lot there. And so just going to writing for healing, uh, not writing for healing. Well, you can do that, but treasure your life now. My earlier site was SheilaFinkelstein.com that had all that. And a few years ago, I thought I'd brand myself because that's what I'm about is treasuring your life. So treasure life now will link to that. And there's some blog posts there also. Excellent. Okay. So we will highlight those ones for sure. Okay. What was amazing? Okay. Tell me, please. Well, you know, I say amazing about you and I do find this about a number of the people that I interview is I come into our conversation with an idea of direction, which is why I always mention that I, I have some guideline notes because, people, you know, a conversation can go all over the map. But every once in a while, when the con- conversation does drift a little bit, is all sorts of interesting. We all have a past. And, and I have asked you to come on show to discuss something relatively specific. But to find just the story, people's story is so amazing. And I love that. I, I love hearing story about people because you can look at anybody on the street and I think we're almost programmed to make some sort of assumptions. But when you actually get to know the person a little bit, like we've, I don't know how long we've talked to before, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. And you, you learn just more. And I just find it so engaging and interesting I don't know. It's, it, I just loved hearing those sidelines of yours. Well, thank you. I'll make a list of some of the major stories. The one, one interesting thing. First of all, I'm going to say I really 
appreciate your having invited me. When I looked at your things and everything, I can see how much alike we are in so many ways. And some people might like to know or whatever. One story you'll love, real quick. I met my husband on a blind date. We were engaged six weeks after that. We were married three months after we became engaged, and we had 47 wonderful years together. Unfortunately, he had Parkinson's, got Parkinson's disease, and he chose to leave, I say, before he became a burden. And so we had a really special life. Right. Yeah, yeah. When you meet somebody that... I, I'm going to say, I think it's a depth of character that when that connection is made and you know it and you go with it, even though it may not be the norm. Mm. Yeah. I, those are stories I, I love too. It's just that, that connection. I was blessed. A friend of mine who was a psychic years late, you know, when she met him or something, I think she said after he died, that his mission in life was to support me. Can't ask for much more than that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you so much. Um, listeners, if you have any comments on today's show, leave them where you listen to podcasts, or you can go to twoboomerwomen.com forward slash join dash the dash conversation. You can, of course, help this podcast grow by leaving big bunches of stars for us. Uh, thank you. Sheila, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And as I said, I really appreciate this. And I do have a website, youruntoldstories.com, speaking of loving stories. <laughs> and my photography and transformation.com, I talk a lot about the stories we make up and are we going to live in our stories or find out what's really happening. So, Excellent. Have a good rest of week. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.